You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 16th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we've got a rumor. An Aaron Gordon rumor. Several Aaron Gordon rumors. The most magic rumors we've had in one day in a long time, actually. We'll break down the Aaron Gordon rumor, what it says, what it doesn't say, and what it means about the magic and where they stand ahead of the trade deadline just nine days away. Big trade deadline heavy podcast coming here. We're not going to get into some specifics of deals because there's not really anything on the table, but we'll talk a little bit about uh, Aaron Gordon, his place on the team, what it would take to move him, as well as this specific rumor and what it says about the magic coming up on today's episode. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New York Knicks after their loss to the Brooklyn Nets ahead of their game against the Philadelphia 76ers and then against the Orlando Magic on Thursday? Check out our pals at Locked On Knicks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I have this talk every year. I'm going to have this talk now since we're going to dive specifically into some rumors that came out uh, today. Um, Always take trade rumors with a grain of salt. Always ask the question, why is this rumor coming out? Who does it benefit? What is the purpose behind this rumor? Um, I will mention specific teams. I will mention uh, some potential deals as I break down what this rumor says what this rumor, and what this rumor doesn't say. But I always stress this. The details of a rumor is not important. The important part to understand or to think about is why did this come out? Why is this being reported publicly? What is going on behind the rumor. The specifics don't matter. It's why. Why the rumor comes out that matters. And that's what we're going to get into here on today's episode. Why these specific rumors are coming out and what it actually means moving forward. Whenever you see rumors, I mean, I, I trust reporters. You know, I, I'm always sympathetic to reporters. It is not an easy game. I don't like breaking news. It is not a world that I like to be in. Um, I, I have maybe one little nugget that I'll share that, that, that I've heard, although I, I would probably want to confirm it before I, I reported it, I'll report it more fully, but I will share uh, something that something that I have come to understand or, or had heard that was confirmed in one of the reporting that, that we're going to talk about, so we'll get to that. Um, but uh, I always believe that when reporters report rumors, someone told them that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I very rarely dispute what is being said in a rumor. Because um, generally, if the reporter is trustworthy, if they, they come from an outlet, there's no reason not to take them at face value. Their sources told them that. The question then, of course, is what does the source gain from telling them that? What is, what is the motivation behind it? That's, that's what's important. So before we get into this conversation, I want to make sure that point is really hammered home because I'm, I'm not a big guy into rumors. They, they, 
I get this this podcast is probably going to have a ton of traffic. It's going to probably I know I look at my stats both on orlandomagicdaily.com as well as on Locked On Magic. The episodes that do well are these trade rumor episodes. Uh, the rumor mill, the transaction periods, major movers uh, for content and interest. I, I'm not denying that. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and put my head in the sand and ignore it. I am a big game guy. I love games. I love the season. Um, but I'm not going to put my head in the sand on this. This stuff matters. It's important. People want to hear about it. And yeah, it's it. You know, we're at a point with the Magic, especially this season, where the season's almost lost. I'm not quite ready to give up on it. But uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not betting on the playoffs either. Um, the season is almost past the point of no return. We're past probably, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you know, I, I mentioned my, the concept that I have of the point of pain. We are coming up on the point of pain for sure. The trade deadline is that point of pain, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and the Magic are going to have to make some really difficult decisions. That will set the franchise up moving forward and into the future. Um, so this is this is a really big thing. We talked again about Aaron Gordon on, a, on an episode last week uh, before the all before the season resumed after the All Star break, where I noted how important he is both to the short term stability of the team, just to give them another starter quality player that could take away some of the t- attention defensively, give the Magic another scoring option with Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier when he's healthy. How how important he is just to the survival of the team this season but also how important he is as a trade chip moving forward. And that's where we want to start diving in. Two separate rumors came out involving Aaron Gordon. There's a couple pieces to this rumor that I think are really, really important. The first came from Chris... The first and and, and the one that I find the most credible comes from Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. He reported that Aaron Gordon is, quote, open to a change of scenery with the Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, and Portland Trailblazers all expressing interest. Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report added his own reporting to this, saying the Magic had discussions with the Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets, and Golden State Warriors dating back to the draft in November involving Aaron Gordon. And he confirmed some reporting that had been out there that the Magic and Timberwolves were in deep discussions over Aaron Gordon, adding in the details that the potential trade would have involved Ricky Rubio coming to Orlando. I'm a Ricky Rubio stand. That would be awesome, um, especially with how depleted the point guard position is for the Magic right now, as well as several draft picks before Aaron Gordon's injury in late January knocked him out of the lineup and kind of put those conversations on hold. Um, as always, trades don't usually happen until deadline day. Um, so... Uh, I, I, I'm skeptical that the Magic would have pulled the trigger on that deal, although they were desperate for a point guard, so maybe they were closer to pulling the trigger on an early trade out of that kind of desperation, knowing that they may not get a whole lot more. Before we get into one that open to change of scenery part, which is important to point out, um, I want to note here that that is seven distinct teams that have had some form of conversation about Aaron Gordon. I believe it was Fisher that reported that the, the the Magic and Nets had discussed an Aaron Gordon for Karis LeVert swap before the James Harden deal took place. Um, I believe he also reported the Rockets seem to really want to get Aaron Gordon and are willing to do another kind of complicated three-team trade in order to do so. Um, someone asked me, uh, based off that rumor, do I think the Magic would go after Victor Oladipo? My answer to that is no. Um, I think 
A, Oladipo has an expiring contract. He's set to become a free agent. I don't think the Magic are ready to commit to him financially. Uh, and, and I don't think Oladipo would give them the promise that he would return. Uh, so unless there's another piece in the deal that comes to Orlando that the Magic really, really want, Oladipo is probably not uh, on the table for a reunion with the Orlando Magic. But back to Aaron Gordon. So seven distinct teams have been rumored at some point during this season to have interest in Aaron Gordon, to at least have, to have inquired about him. Um, who knows to what significance, but have talked to the Magic about him. This, this is really astounding. And to me, this says that there is a market that the Magic will have a choice of several different offers. And it's really about picking the one that they like best or not picking one at all and waiting for the offseason or later to make a deal. After all, Aaron Gordon has another year left on his contract next season. This is a really good position to be in. I've said this throughout the course of the last offseason and into this season. The Magic really are negotiating from a position of power. Outside of Evan Fournier and Ken Birch, who, you know, I... I'm hopeful to get a young player of some promise that can fit into the rotation next year for Evan Fournier. Um, I'm beginning to think that might be a throwaway veteran plus a plus a late first-round draft pick. Just expiring contracts just don't have the value they used to, and this is not a strong free agent class, so no one's looking to clear cap room. The Magic are not looking to necessarily clear cap room either. Um, so I, I'm, I think they'd like to reduce their payroll a little bit. Um, but I, I am not sold or certain the Magic will get a ton of value for Evan Fournier. Ken Birch, if they can get a second-round pick or a, a fringe rotation player for him, um, that would probably be uh, coming out coming out well in the Ken Birch in a potential Ken Birch deal. But we'll, we'll see we'll see what comes of those two players. I think there's a little bit more urgency to make those deals. And yeah, the Magic don't have any negotiating leverage there. With Aaron Gordon, however, the Magic have all the negotiating leverage because. There's several teams that want him. They have the extra year to wait. They don't have to take a deal now. There's no, you know, someone pitched a deal to me today or a few days ago involving Aaron Gordon, and I was like, you know, I don't quite like this deal because I don't know what the Magic are going to do with their draft pick. And looking at all the pieces, everyone will be there in the summer anyway. I think I can wait on that. I don't think I have to rush into that deal. The Magic have that luxury. Magic have that ability to kind of wait things out and they can project that that's what they will do if they don't get a good offer. That, you know, Gordon's not off the table. We're just not ready to make this kind of a deal quite yet. We'll get to that point a little bit later as well. This is a good thing, though, that there's all this talk about Aaron Gordon. The Magic are listening. The Magic are taking offers. That there are a lot of teams interested. That means the Magic will get what they want. What the Magic want is the big mystery. We'll talk about that in a little bit more extended talk in the next segment. But before we move on to that, I do want to note that wording that was used by Jay, by uh, um, Chris Haynes. And he was not the first person to note this. That Gordon is, quote, open to a change of scenery. Some people came to me and said, well, that means that he's gone, that, that he, he's ready to go, he's ready to leave. It's essentially people treating it like it's a trade request. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, as Josh Robbins of The Athletic reported, um, there's no indication that Gordon is dissatisfied being in Orlando, that he likes being in Orlando. You know, he's got a home here. 
Um, you know, he you know he he, he goes back to California in, in the off season for the most part, but. Um, you know, he's been here for seven years. It's not like he's uncomfortable here. It's not like I don't think he'll ever really leave Orlando. I think this will always be a home to him. Um, and there's no sense that he is just so frustrated and angry that he wants out or that he's requested a trade. To me, this just means that the inevitable that we've all felt for several years now is probably now coming true thanks to this injury-filled season. That... Everyone recognizes that this core group of Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon has run its course. And with Fournier's contract running out, followed by Gordon's contract running out, followed by Vucevic's contract running out, that core is going to break up. And the Magic certainly have the cover of this really ridiculously injury-filled season. The, return, the investment that they've made in Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz, plus the top pick that they have coming in, to begin to make a more permanent and more visible transition to the next generation of Magic players. That's that's the reality that I think is being seen here, that Gordon is still very young, 25, 26 years old. He's still got his prime ahead of him. He's having a decent season. We'll talk about him a little bit more later on as well. Um, I'm teasing everything today. I'm sorry. Um, he's having a decent season. Not a great season, but a decent season. There are still good Aaron Gordon years ahead, and frankly, he's probably done all he can here. Um, that the mythical star leap hasn't happened, uh, and so a change of scenery, is, you know, frankly, that's good for players every once in a while. Uh, unless you're a superstar player, or unless you've just, you know, you're, the team is just built around you. Sometimes, role, sometimes those secondary players just need a change of scenery, a change of role, a different voice, just a different way of doing things. Um, and, you know, Aaron Gordon, I think it's fair to say, and you can say this about Evan Fournier, and to some extent Nikola Vucevic, but Nikola Vucevic keeps finding new ways to expand his game. Um, I think it's fair to say that they've all kind of topped off. Um, you know, I, I, I go back to Victor Oladipo um, back in his days with Orlando. It felt like he topped off, that he was not going to get significantly better in Orlando. Now, maybe that was the wrong estimation. Um, I think that might have more to do with culture and, and and atmosphere and who was on the team at the time. Again, a big reason why to keep Nikola Vucevic is just having veterans that have been to the playoffs is valuable. Um, and so I don't think the Magic want to throw that out completely. Um, but it, it just might be time to move on. And, and that's really the sense that everyone gets around the league. Um, this is where the Magic stand. And so... The more interesting thing that came out from this reporting and from all of this is not necessarily that the Magic are shopping Aaron Gordon or that Aaron Gordon's on the move. It's the negotiating posture the Magic are taking. I've hinted at it a little bit here. I've teased it enough. So we'll dive into what this rumor says about where the Magic are and what they're thinking ahead of the trade deadline. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But first... Here in Central Florida, your car is everything. There's just no public transportation to get to and from work unless you're like me and you can walk to work. You need your car and you need to take care of your car. And if you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, you need rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you can think of from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle 
and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Hetty Camping expert Easter, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Like I said, the biggest mystery for the Orlando, that, 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 that the Orlando Magic have or what everyone has trying to figure out the Orlando Magic is what do the Magic want? What will get them to move? Um, we did a podcast kind of talking a little bit about those things way back when, a couple weeks ago. Um, but now we're in crunch time. Nine days to the trade deadline. We're almost there to the, you know, one of the biggest days on the NBA calendar and a day that's going to have major consequences for the Orlando Magic. And very clearly, we're seeing the league try and figure out what do the Magic want? What's going to get them to move? The Orlando Magic have been notoriously quiet at the trade deadline, or at least to the press. Um, Like I said, whenever you see rumors come out, ask yourself, why are these rumors coming out? Who does it benefit? And to me, what I think is going on here is a lot of idle speculation. I mean, if you read Jake Fisher's article from Bleacher Report, it's a lot of other executives talking about what they think the Magic are trying to do or what they think the Magic should do. Um, and, and, and just trying to trying to surmise what the situation is here. Um, you know, I experience this a lot where, you know, a lot of people from outside the Magic try to say, oh, the Magic should be trying to trade Nikola Vucevic or should be trying to trade all these players. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Magic would listen, but my sense uh, and my understanding of how Jeff Weltman and his front office work is they believe that competing for the playoffs is a good thing um, for young teams. And considering the Magic will be a young team next year with a lot of uncertainty, with Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz coming back from injury, as well as what looks like a top five pick, or top six or seven pick, or whatever it is, um, the Magic will want to still be able to compete for the playoffs, and that, to me, makes it feel very unlikely that Nikola Vucevic will get moved. Similarly, it was this same philosophy that probably prevented the Magic from making any deals during the offseason. The Magic did not want to give up their spot in the playoffs or to take a step back if they could help it. Uh, And so they weren't willing to take deals that would only net them draft picks or future assets or just be straight salary dumps. There's a reported deal over the summer. The Portland Trailblazers offered Trevor Ariza and a first-round pick for Aaron Gordon and... Honestly, I think the Magic were right to turn that down because that's essentially a salary dump. The Blazers pick would have been in the middle of the first round. Um, Trevor Reza is not playing. He's kind of holding out, waiting to get bought out so he could go go to a contender. Um, it, it, that, that isn't the deal I'm looking for for Aaron Gordon. It still isn't the deal I'm looking for for Aaron Gordon. Um, I'll get to that later on in the show as well. See, I'm, I'm teasing a lot today. So the Magic have always approached a trade deadline or approached the offseason or approached the transaction periods with this mindset. 
that we're trying to compete, we're trying to make the playoffs. And I think that confuses a lot of people because we we live in this championship or bust mentality. That's why tanking is such a prevalent and popular thing among fans. Where if you're not competing for a championship, you should be trying to get a top pick so you can get the talent to compete for a championship. Even though you can't control whether you get a top pick, so if you're just bad and you lose a lottery, you're just bad and there's not and you're not getting out of it. The Magic are you know looking for an out, so to speak, in poker. If the mat you know the Magic are having a bad season this year. They lose the lottery. Well, they're still at least a middling playoff team at best, and, and that's okay for now. There are other ways up the ladder than just the lottery path. In fact, the lottery path actually is one of the worst ways to, to grow a championship team, um, as history has shown, especially recent history. But the thing is, nobody knows whether the Magic have hit that point where they're like, okay, draft picks, young players, maybe some some. Um, payroll flotsam is enough to get us to move, is enough to get us to make these kinds of trades. The one thing that has become clear is that Jeff Weltman does not do business in the media. He does not leak things to the media. I can almost guarantee that every rumor that has been reported, everything that we've discussed today has not come from the magic. In fact, that was actually part of the rumor Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report talked about. A lot of opposing scouts just don't have a read on what the Magic are going to do. In fact, one person, one source told Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report that the Magic are not a team that picks up the phone and makes calls at the trade deadline. I have actually heard this story from someone who has had dealings with the Magic's front office that this is kind of their approach, that they kind of sit, you know, have other teams come to them, present them offers, they think about it, and then they act. Now, whether that's the right way to do business or not is personal preference more than anything else. We'll see if it's effective in the end. But what this does tell me, what this whole posturing does tell me is that the Magic right now believe they have players that other teams want, They're not necessarily in a hurry to get rid of them. And so they're waiting to see who emerges with the best offer. This sitting back, letting things play out kind of posturing, to me, is what you do when you're in a position of power. You have the thing other teams want. And so they have to come to you and make it worth your while. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that being the way, especially with Aaron Gordon. With Evan Fournay, the Magic should be out shopping, should be... You know, trying to be a little bit more aggressive to, to get a deal done if that's what they want to do. Um, but if they're perfectly fine keeping these players to the end of the offseason, why chop someone unnecessarily? Um, again, you know, unless uh, you look for purpose, you know, maybe you call about other players, but you don't call and offer up your own guys. You don't give up that power. Again, we'll see if that strategy and that methodology is effective, if that's how the magic indeed operate. A lot of this stuff just goes on behind closed doors, and so we're just merely speculating at this point. We are nine days away from the trade deadline, and deals don't get done until the 11th hour. That's just the nature of the bit of the beast. You hold out as long as you can, unless you get a deal that completely knocks you away. And so even nine days before the trade deadline, as John Hollinger of The Athletic actually wrote, a lot of teams are still information gathering. By this point, they probably know 
what frameworks are serious, what discussions are serious, and they're doing their homework on the players they're about to acquire. They're waiting for any last-minute offers that might come in. And they're waiting to see what's best. The Magic at this point are probably sitting there looking at four, five, you know, probably serious offers and thinking, and weighing the pros and benefits of each. Maybe trying to negotiate a, up, up to a player they want more or you know, trying to, trying to find something else. That's just how these things go. And, you know, personally, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a passive guy. I want, I want to see what comes to me first. Um, and I want to, I want to evaluate all the offers on the table before picking the one that I really like. Maybe that's happened. Maybe that hasn't. But to me, this all says the magic and Jeff Weltman specifically are still gathering information. They're still weighing all the deals on the table. And when it comes to Aaron Gordon, I would bet that they're perfectly okay letting him go to the summer if they don't have the deal they like. That time is running out. That's something that I said last year at the deadline. Don't make a deal unless it's one you really like. That time is running out. It's run out on Evan Fournier. They don't have the, they don't have the opportunity to be picky. Get someone that can help you next year and move on. If, that's the, if the decision is to trade him, just get it done. Get something of value and move on. With Aaron Gordon, there is still a little bit of time to weigh and see what the market will look like. And that's what the Magic will have to do. We'll talk a little bit more about Aaron Gordon, the seasons he's having, and why he's still so coveted coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. It's the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber tasting protein bar. Amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or online at Twitter to at Built Bar, Built underscore bar, excuse me, on Twitter. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check to see who won today's matchup and who will be the best tasting protein bar. Increasing your basketball IQ starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring in-depth scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get podcasts. Aaron Gordon, of course, has been the biggest mystery for the Orlando Magic, and so everything has to come back to him. Um, he is the player of the Magic after trading Victor Oladipo put all their star hopes into, and we waited and waited and waited for him to take the star leap, the mythical star leap, which hasn't come. The 25-year-old has struggled a bit find consistency 
uh, and to really find his place in the NBA. He's averaging 13.6 points per game uh, with seven rebounds per game and and, uh, a career-high 4.0 assists per game. Under Steve Clifford, he has expanded his game as a defender as well as a little bit of a playmaker. So it's not like he hasn't gotten better. He's also shooting uh, 49.5% effective field goal percentage, which is up from last year, um, although not nearly as efficient as I think a lot of people would want, uh, and is making a career-high 36.5% from beyond the arc. He's actually been a, a well-above-average catch-and-shoot three-pointer, three-point shooter this season. Um, so catch-and-shoot and, and spot-ups, he's actually been pretty good from beyond the arc. So there's been improvement beyond the arc. And again, a 25-year-old you shouldn't really be giving up on. The reason we're talking about trading Aaron Gordon is because of a roster squeeze at the power forward position. Uh, and again, just that notion that, yeah, you know, you don't make change for the sake of change, but sometimes players need change. They need to change the scenery. They need to change a role. They need to change of expectations. And frankly, the Magic have just needed Aaron Gordon to be a lot more than he has become. The Magic, probably when Jeff Weltman came in, envisioned using Aaron Gordon as the big trade chip to trade up to get that player that ties the whole project together. But looking at the Magic's future, it is clear that Aaron Gordon is not or Aaron Gordon's place in that future is not particularly clear. Magic have invested in Jonathan Isaac with a four-year extension that kicks in next season. He'll be coming back from, off a of torn ACL then. Um, they have Chumo Kiki, their draft pick from last year, who is playing his rookie season this year and has looked pretty good. While Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Chumo Kiki would provide the Magic with a three-headed defensive monster that the team probably imagined when they signed Al Farouk Aminu to the deal that they signed him to, there's a bit of an odd fit offensively, for sure. Okiki is the only one of those three that is a decent shooter. And again, he's a rookie, so we don't quite know if he is a permanently good shooter. He's been he's shown good signs early on in his career. And while both Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon have worked hard to improve their three-point shot, it is hard to imagine playing Gordon and Isaac next to each other long-term without one of them being more consistent from beyond the arc. It's not that the experiment is not worth holding again. One of the great losses the Magic had this year is that they were not able to fully conduct that experiment to see if it can work or how to make it work, more importantly, especially with Nikola Vucevic shooting the way that he's shooting this season. The Magic, though, have to make a decision. It's very clear that this roster's kind of topped off. It's not quite going to get where the team needs it to go. Everyone recognizes that. And so the question is, how do you make that change? How do you make that change effective? That is a huge question. That is the question for the Orlando Magic. This this trade deadline and moving on to the offseason. My big thing has been that the Magic need to trade with intention. They need to trade with a purpose in mind, a greater purpose. What are they trying to build? With Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz as the centerpieces of this project, Along with this draft pick that is coming up, the Magic have to ask themselves, what do we need to get the most of this group? And unfortunately, while I'd still like Aaron Gordon as a player, I don't think that's Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon still fashions himself and still believes himself to have star potential, and that's great. I want that kind of confidence, but at the same time, that has often led him to take wayward shots, to overtake possessions with uh, dribble moves that are not his game. Aaron Gordon thinks he's a star of a certain type. He's actually potentially a star of another type. And he just has not been able to figure out that 
he has not been able to kind of get it out of his head sometimes or has not played like the kind of star that plays to his strengths. The Gordon experience has been frustrating, no doubt, for the Magic. And some of it is just because the Magic have needed to do him to do a lot more than perhaps he's capable of and have set a very high bar for what they need. That's why the Magic are ultimately probably going to trade Aaron Gordon, if not now, then certainly in the offseason, it looks like. That's not a knock on Aaron Gordon as a player. I still think he is a fine player. I think he's a starter in this league. I think he still has that all-defensive team potential that he's talked about for so long. Put him in, put in the right system with the right stars around him to kind of put him in his place, to be, to be honest. Um, to, to put him in that correct role and not this Magic team that just doesn't have any shooting, that doesn't have kind of the skill set around him that he needs to, to be truly successful. I think Gordon can still be a very good player in this league. And again, he, that's not that he's bad. He is a good player in this league. He's just not what the Magic need. It'll be interesting to see what the Magic ultimately do. I do think that the Magic need to make sure that they get a prospect, but more, not just a prospect, a prospect who can contribute to this team next season. Uh, someone who can be part of the team's rotation. I, I do think that that is really important, and it would be nice to get a first-round pick out of it as well. So a prospect uh, that will be part of the rotation and a first-round pick would be super nice. I would take a veteran who can be part of the rotation next year and a first-round pick as well, or just a prospect and a veteran. Just two of those three, I think, would be able to get a deal done for Aaron Gordon. And I think the Magic can come out good on that deal. But as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, the focus should be on shooting. The Magic do need to get shooting in the process as well and begin building the team that they want to have in 2021 and or 2022 and beyond. That's what this deal is ultimately about. Building for the future. Not just a long-term future, not just a future that seems so far away, but building this team to be ready to return to the playoffs next season. I hope that gave a little pic, little bit of a bet, clearer picture of what this rumor is about and what's going on with the Orlando Magic, or at least what I perceive to be going on with the Orlando Magic, and some of the things that they're weighing and considering, especially when it comes to Aaron Gordon. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr.scrumd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter again at philiprr.scrumd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including the latest Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag, where I address a lot of these issues, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Philip Boston Wright. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.